Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome back to the PJ Podcast. I am your host, PJ Harding. If this is your first time here, thanks for joining. If you're a repeat offender, um, thanks for coming back. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week on the show, I have a very good belly laugh with founder of online platform The Fold, Alice Browning. Uh, The Fold is an online platform targeted for women to empower them with knowledge and also create a space which um, holds space for meditation and yoga and all of the things to feel delicious. Um, Alice and I in this episode we talk about the importance of honouring our cycles as women and the lack of information slash transparency that there's been over the years regarding contraception and how important it is to arm yourself with all the knowledge. We also get very real about being new mums and the reality of creating a zen routine when you are in the storm of being a new mama. Plus, um, why I get very, very excited over a shower. It's really embarrassing. I've never been so excited about a shower in my life and um, all of that will make sense in this week's episode. I hope you enjoy my chat with Alice. Alice, it is an honor to have you here today. Um, it's like we've been kind of sort of like online dating, well, not online dating, but doing like that kind of chatting from afar. We've never really met in person and now we're meeting on the computer. That thing where I liked like three of your photos then sent you a DM and I was like, surely she's got a reply. That's like the normal thing dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that actually works. If you start following someone, then you like their photos, then you go into their DMs yeah. you get your attention more. girl or like whoever. <laughs> And I love what you're doing too, but then if they don't follow you back, you're like so rude. Um, so let's let's talk a bit about who you are, where you're from, what your life story is. Um, you are originally from near Byron Bay, is that right? Yes, I'm from Mullumbimby, which we like to make that really obvious that we're not from Byron Bay because, I mean, honestly to say that you're a yoga teacher from Byron Bay is just... <laughs> I refuse to say it. So people go, oh, from Byron. I'm like, no, 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 from Mullumbimby. Um, that's where I'm from. So, yeah, my mom still lives there. I did the whole, like, hippie parenting growing up. Actually hated yoga. My mom forced me to go to yoga, I think, when I was, like, maybe 15. And we had such an under yogis, don't ask me what they are, living next door, but they wore really long robes and they all had shaved heads. 
And my mom was like, you need to go to their yoga class with my sister. And I went and I just pissed myself. You know, when you have, do you have siblings? Yes. Yeah. And so you laugh with them, but you can't stop laughing. And so I looked at her and I couldn't stop laughing. We were doing like breathing or something and I couldn't pull it together. My mom wasn't there, thank God. And eventually we just kind of left. We were just like, we can't do this. And then my mom was like, did you laugh through the such and under yogi session? I was like, I, like, yes, we did. But to be fair, <laughs> we're 16, they're all wearing orange robes. Like, I don't know what's going on. I've never done yoga before. And I didn't go back to yoga until like, I don't know, 26 isn't it funny when you get pushed things on you by your parents you just like they just my mom it's one of her biggest regrets in life that she pushed the piano on me when I was a teenager because she saw talent and she always pushed it on me and I because of that rebelled against the piano and I could have actually been a freaking epic pianist but because it was pushed on me I just didn't want to do it I see there's something to be said. You like you could have been a child prodigy. I could have been. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe because you ended up coming full circle back to yoga, maybe yeah. there's still a chance with my future piano career. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe if you just come back to it like for pleasure. <laughs> We're in the new mum tunnel, but if you come back to it for pleasure, maybe. Yeah, it could work. Okay, so you ended up doing it at 26. Is that when you did yoga for the first time, actually, properly? Oh, yeah. Look, I always had people saying to me, you should do yoga, you should do meditation because when you're a woman and you're a bit feisty and you've got sarcasm and wit and you don't (laughs) really play the nice role, people think that you've got anger issues. (laughs) So it'll help zen you out. Yeah, everyone was like, have you tried meditation? And I was like, no. Like not. Um, and then I ended up, I was living in Bondi and I ended up going to a yoga studio, hated it, like hated it. Like couldn't work out why everyone looks so zen and I had so much rage. <laughs> like doing every pose, I was just like, is this thing that I'm not getting? Like how come they just look so awesome and zen and I'm just like, Ugh. and like left and was like, never doing that again. Not nah, shit, hated it. And then went back like, Mm, couple of years later and that was my brother actually passed away when he was 27 and I went back and I just hated it again yeah. there's a thing I hated it but then I actually went back and I, I felt something shift and I went back and I probably spent like eight months in the yoga room just sobbing at the back like the really uncool crying like not like one beautiful tear poetic but full just blown like ugly. full blown and teachers would just kind of look at me and just like give me enough wide berth to actually just leave me alone to process, which is what's great. And then I was addicted. Wow. So you think it was probably the passing of your brother that really gravitated you towards it in the end? I think whenever you talk, I mean, massive generalization, but a lot of people come to yoga specifically when they are a little bit broken and you will hear that a lot. It's like a reoccurring theme. And sometimes it's just a bit like, Oh God, we've heard this story before, but it really does, it helps you to process. So if you've got this deep kind of grief or something that you've just pushed down and pushed down, it will end up coming out. And, you know, there's a better way to deal with it than the bottom of a bottle, although yeah. there's some of that. Oh no, I think, I think because my dad got diagnosed with prostate cancer when I was a teenager and, and then, you know, in my early twenties, I think that's when I really gravitated towards it. And it's because you, your body holds so much emotion, right? And like, that's, you know, you'd be middle of a class and then you hit a pose and then boom, you are like literally in tears. 
Yeah. And it's just so powerful. Yeah. And that's why it's, I mean, look, I've been teaching now for over a decade full time, but it's, you know, there's something so beautiful about holding that space for people. And I just think people shouldn't take, you know, their yoga teacher training so lightly. If indeed they do want to teach, if you're just doing it for your own practice, go for it. But it's, it's not to be taken lightly, you know, similar to counseling or like you are holding space for people. People are dealing with huge, huge things and you've just got to be able to hold that space. Is that heavy? Like how do you clear your energy after? I never really thought about it. I would love to say that I go home and I do a whole mantra with my crystals. I do not. Um, I, <laughs> if it's something super heavy and I can feel it, I will definitely, you know, you do this action where you kind of like brush it off you at the time. Sometimes when you're giving Shavasana assist, which, you know, now is a bit long gone since COVID, but you can feel someone like they'll be crying or you can feel, you can kind of sense their energy is super, super heavy or deep. And I will physically brush it off as I'm walking away from them. So I don't hold that. But yeah, a lot of people imagine themselves in a white cloak of light. I always forget to do that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, just, I know it's funny. Eh? Like, you know, all the things that you should do, but we just yeah. don't put them into practice. Why, why no. is that? Um, because life is busy and, you know, sometimes we're running home to a baby and I'm like, I don't have time to put my cloak on. <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> we do our best. We do our best. So, okay, cool. So you've been, you've been a teacher for that long. And then at what stage did you realize that you wanted to start your own platform? Because you've created The Fold, which is this incredible online platform which hosts yoga meditations all the goodness all the goodies I just think of like a big warm cuddle when I think of your website what prompted you to start that well it happened during COVID because my students were like how do I where do I how can I and I was like cool um and I very blessedly have an amazing partner that does all of the technical stuff because as we realized at the start of this record I do not have any technical skills. And so I think it's really important if you're a yoga teacher or a podcast that you get a partner that has that stuff. You yeah, know? So then you can put all your energy into the creative side of things. You don't have to yeah, stress yeah. about all these other things. Yeah, exactly. And you can be like, I don't understand. I'm highlighted, but it's not happening. And like, I can't <laughs> hear her. So he does all of that stuff. And we kind of recorded classes and then maybe a year or so, no, two years later when the world had started to go back to normal, I started to brew this idea of what I really love is holding space for women. Nothing against men, love them, but I get really excited. (laughs) But I do get really excited when there's like a room full of women for a class. Like there's something about me that's like, yes, now we can get a bit juicy. Mm. And so I just started brewing this idea for the fold and it was Alice Browning for a while. But then I realized when I was asking other teachers to come on there, it was a bit lame to be like, do you want to come on to the Alice Browning platform? And now you have to. <laughs> so I changed the name and it grew a lot bigger with, you know, amazing astrologists and nutritionists and women that work with cycles and women that work with infertility and menopause and all of the things that you will go through in the seasons of being a woman. I want there to be a place for you on the fold. Oh God, that excites me. And do you know what? I've been really wanting to dive more into it, but mum life, like it's just so funny how you become a mum and everything you used to do 
gets put on a shelf. And I know that you know that going into it, but it's so funny. I was always like, no, no, no. Like, I'm so good at self-care. I'll still manage to be really great. You know, like, I got some yoga poses in this morning and I felt stoked that I just yes. even did, like, a couple yeah. of yoga poses. And sometimes... Yeah, you're like, child's pose, nailed it. <laughs> Shavasana, we on. But, but you know, it is, it's just such a different ball game when you become a mom. And, and how have you found that, like... Because your, your little darling's only a year. When you started the fold, everything would have been very different. Like, how has your perspective shifted? My perspective has shifted in the fact that I am, like, I feel like I have, like, 10 heads and, like, a 1,000 arms and I'm a bit like Medusa and I want to give everything to her. But at the same time, I see these, like, amazing moments happening on the fold and I feel like I can't even fully get excited for them. Like my partner will say, oh my God, we've had the most like signups that we've ever had. And I'm like, huh? Like when did that, I don't know. I was just in there with her and I've lost all track of time and <laughs> sense of who I am. Like it's just. It's survival mode at the beginning, right? It's pure survival mode and you can do everything and have all the plans. But literally sometimes that's, that's all you can do. But at the same time you see. Like I see this as my legacy for her and that excites me because it's like, think of all the things I can pass on to you that we didn't have as girls growing up. But now we know about our cycles and we know that we're not the same as men and we know how to like take care and, you know, build up our self-worth. And that excites me Yes, that she can maybe one day look back and be like, oh, you know, my mom's a really bad dancer, but like, look at what she built. Like that's awesome. <laughs> well, let's talk about the cycles because that really excites me. And I mean, I I'm not super schooled up, but I know a little bit. But like, mm -hmm. we, when did you, first of all, get into, delve into this? Have you, is this since starting the fold, you've had, you know, women who are educated on the topic? No, I had really, really, really horrendous periods for like, I want to say like 10 years, just horrific, just like on the floor, can't do anything. Like I'm out for two days, like there's no chance. And when that started happening and I guess I was really delving deep into yoga, I realized like there's something wrong here. This isn't right. You can't be in this much pain. Something is off. And I started seeing naturopaths and I started seeing nutritionists. And there's an amazing woman called Alyssa Vitti who put out a book. She's put out maybe three books now, but one of her books is called In the Flow. And she delves into it. Like it is very scientific, but at the same time, it's also kind of common sense that we're not the same as men and that, you know, we know so much about the circadian rhythm, right? Which is like a 24 hour rhythm. And we talk about that in terms of sleep, but it's like, okay, when you're a woman and you have the biochemistry of a woman, you're on a 28-day cycle. So we can't do the same thing as men at the same times because that's not how we work. So if we just want to break it down really simply, we just think in terms of the four seasons. Mm, yes, I love that. I know like a little bit, but in a sense, it would be like, so when you're on your actual bleed, yeah. That is your winter, isn't it? Yes. And that's when you retreat and you go inwards and go nourishing foods and you wrap up yeah. warm and you do all the good stuff. You literally treat your body so beautifully and rest and relax like 
I know that it seems like a foreign term since having a baby, but. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And when my cycle came back, I was like, I did this interview and they were like, how do you know yourself when you bleed? And I was like, um, I don't really, but occasionally when I bleed, I say to my partner, this is hectic. I can't do this. You need to take her for two hours so that I just don't have to pick up like an 11 kilo baby when I'm also just like, there's so much happening and yeah. I just can't. So you just need to ask for help, but it definitely doesn't look like candlelit baths yes. with a one-year-old. But it's 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 just knowing of the season you're in and having a bit of awareness around it and also giving yourself a bit of grace in that time, isn't it? Yeah. And so like, you know, you want to like slightly shift the way that you eat if you can. And just knowing that stuff as a woman, you know, sometimes when I look at women and they're intermittent fasting or they're doing juice cleanses, I'm like, it makes like my insides hurt. I'm like, mm, you can't like, you just actually shouldn't. During um, that time of the month, man. Just any of it. It's not mm. good for your system. It's not good mm. for your cycle because you're not on a circadian rhythm. You're on a 28 day and like, you're probably not looking at where you are in your cycle when you're doing those things. And so it's like, you're, you know, maybe having these juice cleansers and what you should be doing is eating stews and casseroles and all this warming broth like food and you're just like giving your body no nourishment and it, broth is just the tits like broth since like in the last year or two I've just realized the absolute healing properties of broth like I mean you make some bad points but you also make some good points really <laughs> well Gwyneth Paltrow she's all about the broth oh true okay no yeah but not like just as a soft food but what I mean is like as an additional way to chuck into your diet like and just have broth like on the ready, it's just so amazing, eh? Yeah, I just think <laughs> there was a real GP to... moment. Actually, don't quote me <laughs> without context. Yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like having anything, you know, on the go. And if you're talking about cycles, it's like, can you have food prepared? Can you have like actual nourishing food prepared so you don't do that? shitty thing of just chucking whatever you have which is like usually a salad and you're like that's good like I'm good on a salad and you're actually mm. not good on a salad. Mm, yeah in a spring or you're ovulating and you're feeling all fresh to death and flirty yeah well, let's talk about the other season so let's go to the opposite of winter summer that's at what yeah. time of the cycle so that's when you're ovulating and you gotta you know Risky. be aware yeah getting a <laughs> maybe wearing some midriff tops really feeling yourself a bit it's also when you're yeah. at your like <laughs> exactly if you're talking like work like I should be doing a podcast when I'm ovulating because my thoughts are clear I'm ready to put like plans into action I know what I'm saying if I was doing this on my maybe on my inner winter but also on my PMS phase on my autumn when I'm all like frazzle dazzled oh. it yeah. would it would be worse than what it is right now which is really <laughs> And then spring is that like you're starting to get flirty, you know, you're warming up. Yeah, exactly. So you're just like preparing to go towards that full ovulation and you're probably in terms of exercise, you're also, you're changing your exercise. Like maybe you can go to something a little bit stronger during spring. Maybe you can go back to like jogging or something like that and preparing for like summer where you, you know, if you're an awesome such crazy person that loves F45, go for it, knock yourself out. But that's when your energy levels are, are flying and that's the, yeah. the, the prime time. Yeah. I still haven't got my period back since having Charlie and so it's like I feel yeah. a little lost. It's like, oh, my God, where am I? Like do you still kind of have like a sort of cycle without the bleed? 
you do, but it's very hard to tune into. And that's Mm. exactly, I felt like there was no familiarity. Like I'm such a, some people call me emotional. I would call myself a little bit emotionally unstable, but it just depends like who you are and who you're talking to. (laughs) My poor boyfriend. Yeah, just like whatever, tomato, tomato. So when I didn't have a bleed, I was like, whoa, I'm just out here in a tsunami of feelings. And normally I would be like, oh, that's cool. Like I'm going into PMS zone and I might put like a little reminder on my fridge for myself. Like you're not crazy, you're PMS. (laughs) But when you're not bleeding, you're just like, like I'm getting all these feelings or I'm feeling like rage or I'm feeling irritation. And it's just like, you're just out there in a no man's land being like, I don't know what's happening. When did your period return? Six months. Oh, man, I thought I thought I was nearly going into it around six. I thought mm. I had like a little bit of spotting. Uh, or maybe it was like four or five months. And I'm still fucking out here dry as. But I think it's because I feed Charlie a lot still. Yeah, like, I mean, they suck the life out of you. He sucks the life. Like, honestly, he's just putting on the pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, fading away. You're up and you're like, I've got nothing left. <laughs> So I suppose that would probably correlate because I probably do feed, especially like through teething, I just feed him through the night. Yeah. Feed him through yeah. the pain, which is, you know, I know some people say that's not good, but that's just what right. we do to survive. you got to do what you can to not even thrive, just survive yeah. through the night. Those very like dark six hours when no one else is awake and you're like, hello, anyone? <laughs> I know. Okay, so cycles, honouring them, that's a big part of the fold. That's awesome. And hormonal health, does that tie in with that? Yeah, so it does. But also, you know, we're talking to women that are menopausal. I have an incredible nutritionist on the platform who I just love and I see myself and anytime she says anything to me, I'm just like, listening so attuned to what she's saying she's like this like guru to me and I just want women wherever they are in their life to feel supported because I think if you're not in tune with that part of you you know I think there is a real uprising at the moment of like self-care and self-love and we start to know more about hormones and more about being a woman but it's like what does that really mean and can you jump onto a platform that's like, you know, maybe at some point in the future we'll have something that it's like, where are you at in your cycle? But at the moment we're educating women enough to know where they are in their cycle and to move or to, you know, be inspired accordingly. Yeah. And it's empowering, right? The more you know about your cycle, the more you know about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And so with hormones, like, I don't know, it's one of those things. How do you know if your hormonal health needs help Mm. (laughs) right like when it's struggling when it's dire I mean it can be so many things and I'm not anything but a woman that is so into it but that's why I've bought a naturopath on and a nutritionist on so it's like you know maybe your skin's breaking out or maybe you haven't had a cycle in however long and you're not postpartum or maybe you just feel like you have no energy and then and then you check in with your iron levels like I did when I was pregnant and my what my midwife said to me, she called me and she said, how are you standing? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And she was like, cool, because your iron levels are like the lowest I've ever seen. I was like, cool. You know, and then I went and saw my nutritionist and she was like, yeah, let's, let's work it out, but let's not do it through that system of like, here's Multifa and just take these and never poo again, which is ridiculous because no woman wants that. I've never heard of that. You know, there's 
Oh, the iron tablets. Yes, 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 yes. And they just dish them out to everyone. Everyone's like, oh, awesome. Now I feel like shit. Synthetic iron, right? And they say synthetic versus the, what's the opposite of synthetic? The good one. The good one, yeah, (laughs) the good shit. Like there are better ones that you can take that don't actually bung you up. But also, like, why isn't anyone talking about your diet? Yes, right. Oh, my gosh, yeah. it's so infuriating. It's really Like, why are they just fix pill when, you know, say if you are pregnant and it's just like they don't, they just kind of give you this pamphlet and they're like, eat more leafy greens. Do you know what spinach is? And you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> then it's like, help me out. So, yeah, but yeah. you know what? During my pregnancy, I had this really great vision, and I think a lot of women do, right, of just eating all of the pure stuff. And I just wanted shit. And I ate shit. <laughs> And, yeah. and that's what I needed. <laughs> Do you know what okay. I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm surprised that Dahlia didn't come out as a bagel, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, she's going to come out as a cream cheese bagel or a halloumi burger, for sure. Right. And I just, yeah, I mean, I know that there are, there's definitely good nutritional guides that you should follow during that time, but also your intuition is based and you just got to follow that. That's what I tell myself to feel better about myself. I mean, you know, probably if I was analyzed, I had way too much sugar and carbs, but fuck it. It made me feel good and it kept me sane. As long as your GD <laughs> test or whatever it's called is fine. Yeah, like, that's like Yeah. They're like, you haven't overdone it. And you're like, all right, yay me. <laughs> um, okay, what else should we talk about? There's so, so many areas. Like, I don't know if we dive more into motherhood. I think we do because that's obviously the season both of us are in right now. And it's an absolute beast. Um trying to do a job as a woman and be the mother because I just think like even if you don't choose to be the default parent you kind of fall back into that role anyway don't you I mean I don't know this is just my experience and my partner is amazing and he really like pulls his weight and does a lot but like you still feel like you're the prime I don't know yeah that's just me Mm. I feel like my partner is also incredible. Mm. Shout out to Andres. If you listen to this, you're incredible. Shout but, out. Um, <laughs> I feel like women are martyrs. Like I find it very difficult to give over control of her to someone else. Even though someone's like, let me help you. I'm like, mm, I feel like my role is to be sleep deprived at this point. And they're like, no, no, no. Let me like go and have a nap. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I I can't relax. Or you could, or you could go do the nap, but then in that, then you'd be like, no, 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 I've got a million other things to do. And like, yeah. I used to always sleep in the day. I'd always give myself that rest. And now it's like, if you get that moment, there's just all these other things that are way more important than looking after yourself. Yeah. Like if she goes for a nap, I am frenzied on the emails. There is no part of my email like conversation that is, nice and beautiful and so I'm like hi daughter's just gone down it's like bullet point and I'm sure people receiving them are like how do you run a women's platform that is all about you know like landing who you are and I'm just like a psycho on the emails or vms which you understand yeah vms so efficient but that nap anxiety is so real right like you're like okay I don't know how long he's gonna go right go 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 what can we do is that because of the way society has been created I mean yeah I have to say my anxiety was always there but it is unlocked Mm. after having her it is off the chain it is nothing like I have ever experienced you know and I I do the yoga and I sometimes remember to meditate 
and I take a lot of deep breaths with a lot of long exhales that are not yogic breathing, but just survival breath. Um, Therapeutic. Yeah. Cathartic. Exactly. But it's just motherhood. It's just like it pushes you and she will just push me and push me and push me. And I'm like, Dahlia. And then she looks at me and she gives this little smile and like a laugh. And I'm like, wow, they are correct when they say you are America's just when I'm on that precipice of losing it. She does something and my heart just explodes. And how can I yell at you? Like you actually know what you're doing. You're not silly. It, it truly is. It truly is the experience of all emotions, like the most extreme emotions. And I think I never really could understand that until you're in it and you don't. And like, here we are talking about how hard it is, but it is truly the most amazing thing I've actually ever gone through at the same time. Like you are broken open as a human and you're challenged. And I always find that when I am challenged the most, I level up as a human. And I feel like I'm going through the ultimate leveling up through this, like through this hazy sleep deprivation, you are kind of like growing into this new person. And it's it's so much. And then you're like, oh, where should my focus be? I want to make him the most amazing human, but also I want to prove myself in my career and I want to have this place where I'm living right now. I want to enjoy it because it's like a little paradise and like, fuck, it's just a lot. <laughs> I I feel like the isolation of mothers is in, like, I don't know about you, but I I have a very close inner circle of people that, I love and that know everything about me. Then I have a lot of like people that know me from wherever socials or the studio. And I feel like it's just so isolating being a mother because you're, you know, I didn't get a mother's group. I got, I got two online things that I forgot about both times. So it's like, as if you remember that, they're like, remember to up online and you're like dude I just no I can't do that also I'm never my best when people meet me for the first time I'm quite polarizing I don't know if you noticed (laughs) do you predict you lash out eh? do you lash I am just I either come across as like a one woman show and they're like whoa she's intense or I'm like this moody bitch that doesn't say anything and there's really no in between unless you know me so yeah it's not great. So so when you have those one-off things, you're like, meh, it's too much. I want the like the long game. Yeah, it's like if these people have to get to the point of like knowing that I'm a good person, it's going to take a really long time and I, and I don't have that kind of time. So I'm just with my like, regular friends. But you're right. The loneliness and the isolation is real, which is ironic considering we're more connected than ever online, but we're probably yeah. more isolated than ever because we don't have the villages that – Previous communities did back in the day where you'd actually have people really helping out, but people are too busy to help out. People are so consumed with surviving and and and, and the family and the, the community. I mean, like I've spoken about this before, but moving rurally actually is pretty great in terms of that community. You do get it back a little bit more. And that's from my personal experience. People want to come up the road and help and, you know, you trade wood for meat or whatever. And I love that. You know, I think it's great. Are you in an Amish community right now? <laughs> no, no. It does sound like a some people do say it's a bit like a like cult up the road we live, but it's not, I promise. Well, I think it's like twofold because I will have really deep conversations with people like on an Instagram VM DM, just being like, it's shit. I went to a funeral last week. I need to get my nails done. Um, you know, my partner's driving me crazy. Okay, how about you? Get back to me. And so it's like you go deep (laughs) 
but they're not actually there. Like they're there, but it's not, they're not coming around for a cup of tea and they're like, oh, you know, next March of 2024 on the 16th, I've got some time. You're like, lock it in. Can't wait. See you then. But it's like everyone's got so much on. But do we? But do we? Or is that an illusion? Because I still think I waste a shitload of time on my phone and I think I'm so busy. And then I'm like, what the? Actually, hang on. Like if we really dissect the day, yes, it felt busy. But like, eh, I could have probably actually given myself that time. And I, I think sometimes we do get maybe obsessed with this idea of busyness. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. Like I'll spend ages scrolling on my phone, like trying to find you know, something for work that I believe to be really important. Like who's that Pilates girl that I saw that did mums and bubs and if I could just send her a DM and then like I'm an hour later, it's like I've never found her, don't even know what her name is, can't contact her, but like found some really cute spots to post later. Yes, and you write it off in your brain as you're doing work. So you're like, no, 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 I'm busy. I'm doing, and then boom, like two hours. You've done fuck all, but you've written it off as work in your brain. Yeah, but I also think babies are ticking time bombs and you don't ever know how they're going to be in the next second. And so mm. when I have friends like without kids and they're like, can't wait to come over and hang with you guys. Let's go down to the beachfront. And I'm like, <laughs> she is not sitting there on a beautifully curated play mat like, drinking her water out of a sippy cup she is a freaking tornado she wants to jump off like onto the sand she's like sourcing out everything that is dangerous to poke her eye out or something like that so it's like I think people see like your little stories and they think that's how your life is you know yes I'm at the park twice a day and it's a lot of swing time and a lot of taking her away from the chalk, which is now all of her, over her new clothes. But it's like, I need you to come and meet me at those things because I can't go and do the things that you want to do. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, that's so true. If you had any advice for new mums who are still trying really hard to bring good practices things that you know are going to nourish you but they just still keep putting it off what are some tips on like actually feasibly doing that and like starting small like in a week do you start like okay maybe we can aim for like doing it once or twice like do you reckon that's a good approach of trying to somehow get it in if you're a mom or just a human in general if you're going to do a practice, whatever it is, like we have like 10 minute practices on our platform. We have, you know, five minute breath works, but whatever it is, do it first thing in the morning, get someone to take your baby partner, do it on their first nap, but try and do it 
first thing in the morning because I guarantee you, you are not going to do it at any other point in the day. Something will come up. You will not be able to do it. Do it first thing in the morning, whatever you do. You know what really helped me a lot is that I, every single night, I'm a huge shower fan. Oh my God. I'm the biggest shower fan since having a baby. Holy shit. It's like you're at a day spa. So this is what I'm saying. My little hack is light it up like a Romeo and Juliet set. Do your pillar candles from Woolworths, put them on all the surfaces, turn the lights off because no one bothers you when you're having a shower. Like occasionally you get like a scream of help, but no one bothers you. So light that shit up, have a shower because that in itself can be this, you know, if you're trying to regulate your nervous system, having dull light, candlelight, the sound of a shower is much like a beautiful rain soundscape on a meditation app and you just hang out in there five ten minutes it's beautiful it's refreshing you come back maybe someone's even putting your baby to bed oh my god like that's my modern day equivalent of having a full day like at the dose bar like just just like making the shower lush i even put a um, shower steamer in there this morning which brought out like smells of peppermint and eucalyptus or something and it was like oh five minute shower and I was just washing my hair and like washing my hair has just never felt so good yeah yeah it really does make you appreciate the little things I'll be honest yeah exactly so it's like I mean at the moment they're the only if you wake up before your baby and your baby's having that quite like they do have quiet time not once they get to one that's a little bit more hairy scary but at the start you know now when you see newborns and you're like enjoy those four hour boob feeds where you Netflix because that does not happen anymore. Like that's amazing. I used to get so annoyed at that. Oh, you just wait. Now I'm like, I understand what people say. Oh, you just <laughs> yes, like, but don't be that person. No, no. We never want to be that person because those people are dicks and it's so unnecessary. But that time is great for getting through series that you'll never be able to watch again. So enjoy it. I'm gonna say to you listening who's got a child older than you, they'll be like, Come on, you think you got a hard you try and have like a teenager. Like I've honestly had so many people lately saying that teenagers are the hardest. I was an awful teenager. Awful. Hideous. And now I know yeah. I like imagine this kind of sass but in a sixteen (laughs) it's a lot. See I skipped that whole terrorizing teenager phase. I never had like that teenage angst. I'm like what was wrong with me? Because everyone else did and I didn't realise at the time I just I don't know. Maybe you were just a really wholesome, you know, and it just stayed with you. Maybe it'll come out later in life and I'll have like yeah. a rebellious phase in my 40s. <gasps> Maybe that means my midlife crisis will be extra hectic. <laughs> I think you'll be a really narky, like almost like 50-year-old, like someone that goes into like early retirement and you'll just be angry with people calling the neighbours, the police, about your neighbours. <laughs> oh, God. Um I do do think motherhood spurs like this sense, this really potent sense of creativity because you do, you've created this child, right? And they're so incredible. And you think like, if I've created this, imagine what else I could do. And that's how I feel about the fold. Like it came at this point where I was like, if I want to create something super potent and relatable, like, you know, everyone always calls me relatable. I don't know if it's just because... I always speak my truth and I never filter it, but whatever, I'm going to take it. It's like a compliment. There's nothing more relatable than being a mother because so many other women do it. And 
you just, you cut the shit. You're like, we've all been covered in shit. You know, it can be shit. And here we are. That potent creativity is real. And I never thought about it in the sense of it's because you've made this creation. And I guess it's a validation. And it's almost like, fuck, I'm amazing. If I can do that, what other fucking epic things can I do? Yeah. And you, you just get to like really source out what it is. Like I never wanted the fold to just be another yoga website I mean there's there's enough and I can't I can't compete with that I can't compete with something huge you know you niche down you find what you really care about what really really lights you up which for me is working with women and maybe it's because I did always have those horrendous periods and I realized that you know finding support through other women's stories and other women that maybe they've gone through the same thing but maybe they just know how to support you and it's like, it opens your eyes, right? And the amount of women that I have that reach out to me and they're like, I listened to that webinar and I didn't know. And then I sent my blood through to your nutritionist and she told me I have this. And it's like, thank you. And that, that is like, it lights me up. Is that what gets you going? Yeah. I just want to support women and I want them to feel like whatever they need at whatever time, you know, hopefully they can find it on the fold whatever season they're in, whatever, you know, part of their hormonal cycle they're in, however they're feeling emotionally, it's like, we're here. I'm not asking you to do a little F45 fitness thing every single day because I don't think it's possible. Maybe on the days when you're menstrual or, you know, your partner's being a dick, you lie down and you just read a piece of poetry that I wrote and you're like, hell yes. Yeah, because it's pretty (laughs) sad that, like, I am 32 and only maybe since I've been 30, I've truly started to know that there is more to your cycles. Like, that's so bad. It is bad, but it's not your fault. No. It's society. No, it is. Yeah. And, and society definitely is evolving. But, God, like, there's so much work to do around knowledge and empowering women. Yeah. And instead of just popping pills to feel good or suppress all this shit – like actually yeah. understanding your body. The fact that we all, I don't know about you, but me and all my friends went on the pill for our mm-hmm. skin when we were like 16. Yes. Yes, man. Oh my God, I remember yes. And wasn't it yes too? Yeah, I love like, yes if you want to, I don't know what. <laughs> but yes, yes. Yeah, I went on, yep. I, I had the mini, I had the combined. I had a really bad migraine on the combined. So I had to try mini. Mini made me a bitch and made me bleed weird. And then I just went off that. And then I had the marina, um, which actually worked the best for me for a while. And then I was like, I don't want these things in my body anymore. So I went au natural probably around 30 or maybe just after 30. Yeah. And yeah, now I want to look into natural cycles, but I'm also like, fuck, I need to be Look, I better. I that too. My partner was like, um, absolutely <laughs> not. And I was like, no, there's all this research. Let me show you the stuff. And he's like, so you just want to work out you who said that we got pregnant when you were maybe ovulating, but not quite sure. And I was like, it was a trap. You fell right into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, me too. Oh shit, that's so funny. And, but it's like, no, but now we've had our baby, and so I'm I'm telling you this thing will work. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. I'm not risking it. I <laughs> found online. He's like, no, Mm-mm. yeah, no. yeah. But it's like, think about how long you were on the pill for. Like, think of the damage that we caused being on the pill for that long with 
no understanding of what it was doing. Someone just was like, oh, you've got pimples and you don't want them? Yeah, there you go. Oh, and you'll have sex in a couple of years as well. So yeah, two birds, one stone. It's just the fully informed part, right? Like absolutely fine if you still want to do that, but it's just people are not given the full spectrum of information or we weren't anyway like when we were a teenager that was just the go-to right that was the go-to you just wouldn't even think of other options yeah and now there is all this information saying that you know how could it not affect your menstrual cycle later in life so it's like if you had really horrendous periods like me and they just came out of nowhere like I was kind of fine when I was at school it's like well the pill was in your body for however many decades you didn't even think about it and then it's oh, just yeah. yikes. Makes you mad, eh? Makes you yeah. very mad. Um, yes. Well, on that note, after talking about the fold, if anyone listening right now has had issues with hormones, periods, you want to get zen and you want it to be like actually achievable and you don't have to go to a class in front of everyone, you can do it from the comfort of your home, uh, where can yeah. people find you? On socials, on Instagram, we are thefold.online. We're the same for our platform, which is thefold.online. And we're just basically a bunch of really cool women. But yeah, no, it's not just me. Um, I am one of the teachers on there, but there's a lot of classes at the moment. There's many experienced embodied women that I've brought on. I don't bring on anyone that talks about love and light. I think it's a bit, you know, just be real. They're all very authentic, very Love real, that. very a bit funny. And then we have these contributors that are amazing. And at the moment, we're holding all of our webinars, which are about once a month at the moment. Our next one is with someone that you've had on with Jordana talking oh, about astrology. Cool. Awesome. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's a powerhouse of knowledge. I know. And so at the moment, all of our webinars are for free. So you just register and they're for free and you can just dive into whatever you want to dive into and then you know maybe you go on the fold and check it out oh that's so cool Alice and it was so cool to actually meet you in person or kind of like online pretty much yeah yeah. (laughs) um I feel like we could have uh, chatted all day maybe I'll get you back on and we can we can do some more on women's health because I I think it's so cool what you're doing I think it's so important bringing to light all these issues that have just been not talked about Really? And, you know, and I'm not the nutritionist or the naturopath, and I'm one that went and studied it, but I'm bringing all these women together because I know how important and powerful it is to have, you know, all of those women in one place. So it's almost like I want to create this directory so that later on it's like, you know, you'll be out having coffee with one of your girlfriends and they'll be talking about something and you'll be like, oh, you should go and look at the fold because there'll be someone on there for that. Oh, that's that's so epic. All right. Well, I'll put it in um, the show notes so people can go and find you. Um, But thank you so much for joining me. And I hope little Dahlia, is she still asleep? I can't hear anything. So I'm going to go with yes. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to have some peanut butter toast and it's going to be a beautiful morning. Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much, Alice. Well, that was my chat with Alice Browning, the founder of The Fold Online. Such a beautiful website. It just feels delicious even clicking on it I get very excited you can do short meditations to tailor what your life is like if you've got a few spare minutes um it's a really really beautiful site with some incredible resources some incredible people on it and um I have included a link to the website in the show notes so um you can go check it out there I'll be back with another episode in a week's time have a wonderful rest of your week
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 